Welcome to the Understory podcast. Understory is a global platform and community for innovators and innovative companies that are trying to make our world more sustainable. And for this particular episode, we're very excited to have Zachary Whitman, who is the co-founder and CEO of Grow Squares. Zachary, thank you so much for making the time to come to the Understory podcast and tell us more about what you guys are building. Thank you for having me. So let's talk about your founding story. Um, why did you start Grow Squares? What was your background? And, you know, just for our audience to get to know you and the company a little bit better. Yeah. Um, so my background's a little bit different, I think, than, than most people who end up in the gardening industry. Um, I was a, a banker, uh, as well as worked in hedge funds for a number of years. Um, I've always loved gardening, you know, from the time I was a kid. I grew up in uh, Rhode Island. And, you know, I was out there growing tomatoes and peppers in my parents' yard as, as young as, you know, four and five years old, um, built a, a, a aquaponics setup. Um, one weekend when they, they went away, I, I definitely got yelled at that uh, for a good number of, of days, but um, I've always loved gardening. And as I moved from city to city, um, you know, both uh, Pittsburgh and uh, Boston and New York, um, each new time I relocated, I understood that as you got to larger cities, growing a garden got more and more complex. And so um, at the time I was working at this hedge fund where we were analyzing uh, crop yields, um, essentially derivatives to price commodities. And I had this idea that said, listen, we're using all this kind of cool information uh, to be able to understand how crops grow. What if we applied a lot of that logic um, to, uh, to smaller environments, right? Not fields in, in Pennsylvania or Iowa, uh, but rooftops in you know, Brooklyn and Brookline. And so, you know, Grow Squares came together really with my background in, in math um, and understanding that remote science and, and remote data capture is something that could inform crop yields. Um, and so it was a very kind of technical approach, I think a little bit different than most, but um, one that has been uh, very helpful and I think evokes and, and reflects kind of the new reality where if we're going to get more and more uh, yields from crops, we have to use new information and, and new approaches. Thanks for that background. And um, just for our audience uh, to, to kind of learn a little bit more, um, you know, some of them may be familiar with vertical gardening, others may be familiar with hy hydroponic, as you mentioned, and, you know, using LED lights to grow. So give us a little bit sense kind of what the market is. You know, are you also targeting consumers? Are you targeting businesses? Are you targeting farms? Um, how does that all kind of fit together? Yeah, so Grow Squares at its core essence um, is, an, is an old school gardening product. Um, there's been some fantastic insight in terms of indoor uh, farming, um, vertical farming, um, whether or not it's, it's inside or outside. Um, we use some of the old tried and true methods. You know, our system really relies on a plot of dirt um, and, uh, and the sun um, and the wind as it naturally occurs. Um, so we're kind of using that old school um, you know, way to, to grow crops. We're just adding kind of a new bent to it, which is just a better understanding of the microenvironments. So you know, my thought is as we um, start developing better and better technologies for indoor crop production, um, it really does limit the audience, right? So it's an expensive thing. Um, you know, you have to, uh, to replicate and kind of keep a, a, a greenhouse as a clean environment. 
all of these costs that are going to be difficult to a lot of people to, uh, to absorb, um, whether or not that's in foreign countries. Um, we've had some, while we've had some breakthroughs on sort of indoor gardening uh, and indoor farming, um, people can still really only produce very high uh, value cash crops that aren't really high in, in calories. So, you know, people today are, are producing microgreens and lettuce, maybe some very small tomatoes. Um, whereas if you're growing outdoor, you can, you know, you can produce the whole kind of pre- uh, plethora of, of crops. And so that's what we focus on. We focus on that traditional gardening approach. We just use a little bit of data to, uh, to give ourselves an edge and really ensure that what's being grown um, is the appropriate thing for the environment uh, and the time of year and, and how something should be grown. Super cool. And uh, went to a website and, you know, people can buy from grow squares, anything they can grow beets, they can grow uh, broccoli, basil, carrots, uh, lots of different things. And as you say, you know, things actually people need to consume as part of their salad and, or even, um, you know, a main ingredient. Um, If you're kind of a consumer looking to buy grow squares, what's the kind of environment you have, you know, is it putting this anywhere in, in the apartment or in the house? Is it, you know, where there's sunlight or is it outside? How, how does it work? Yeah, that's a great question. So, um, you know, we've designed our system to be as modular uh, and adaptive as possible. So, um, you know, our belief is that anybody can grow, right? It doesn't matter if you only have a few square feet outside. Um, or you have a you know a huge backyard. Really, the same principles remain. And so, what we've done is we've set up our system so that um, if somebody selects you know their particular space where they'd like to grow, we do a deep analysis of of their plot. So, um, you know how the wind uh, blows and how the sun shines, and if they're on a you know if they're on um, dirt, what the the soil looks like underneath. Um, so, really, all you need is just a you know a few square feet of of place that you can dedicate to growing a garden. Um, and so, you know, that adapts to the fact that if, if you're on a balcony in Manhattan or, uh, or you've got a, you know, a huge plot um, in, a, in a suburb or in the countryside somewhere, really the principle sort of remains the same and the process um, is, is more or less identical. So, you know, tell us exactly where you're going to grow and, and we do an analysis to tell you what's the best thing for that spot. Um, and we can tell you that any day of the year. So, you know, you might be, uh, it might be snowing outside. Um, and it doesn't look like anything's going to work, but we say, Hey, you know, just, you wait a couple of weeks and, um, based upon some of our frost predictions and the way things evolve, um, you know, we'll ship you radishes or beets or whatever it is that works best for your space. Um, you know, we want to make sure to empower our users. So maybe they're not a big beet aficionado and <laughs> they they want to grow, uh, something else instead. We always give that to be a, a possibility if, uh, if it's something that they, they don't think is going to taste so well, or they're not excited about. Got it. And um, talk about like your products. You said it's modular, right? You have the the container, if you will, um, and there are things that go into that container, uh, whether it's the seed, whether it's the, the soil, and, and so forth. Um, and I think one of the things you say about grow squares is that. Um, it's biodegradable. So it's the container that's biodegradable. Is that correct? Absolutely. Okay. Um, and contain- explain to our audience what that means. Yeah. So, um, you know, the way that we produce our, our product um, is we give you really kind of a, a starter kit, if you will. 
So we produce something uh, that has, as you'd mentioned, seeds and soil. Um, but what we really didn't want to do is we didn't want to produce something that was of the same depth that a plant would normally take. What we want to do is we really want to be adaptive to people's environment. So, you know, oftentimes um, people will take our product and put it on uh, an existing raised bed or a planter box or, or, a, um, or their, you know, regular dirt um, or backyard. Um, essentially what the way that our, our product functions is, we know what we're growing, right? So the box of a, a broccoli or the box of a, of a beet um, will be a little bit different. Um, but, uh, but it's a biodegradable container. Um, what it is, is it's made up of a, a leaf um, that actually naturally falls from a tree. Um, and what we do is we, ext uh, we extrude the leaf and, and inject it with both enzymes and catalysts to ensure that it breaks down in a very predictable amount of time. So, you know, if a broccoli is going to take 10 weeks to grow, um, it'll break down in 10 weeks and, you know, and so on. So, um, what it is, is really to ensure that whatever we provide just really goes back into the ground. Um, and all you're really left with is just a, you know, a few inches of, of remediated and high quality and high nutrient dirt. So it's a whole process um, that is, you know, it's cyclical and, and really leaves the user with nothing more than, uh, you know, a better chance of growing even a healthier garden next time around. So it really is kind of a, a whole system. And one that uh, we hope people come back to, you know, season after season and, and uh, you know, garden after garden. Interesting. So um, I think this is um, pretty novel concept, but, uh, you know, it's intuitive that, you know, if somebody buys, uh, let's say, you know, a broccoli uh, uh, from Grow Squares and they, um, you know, buy, buy the bioproduct and they put it in the garden and uh, it will grow predictably and then once the broccoli is harvested then the grow square that container would uh essentially decompose uh in a pretty predictive uh time frame is that correct absolutely okay that's pretty cool so how many guys you know how how many how long have you launched and um you know what sorts of patterns or behavior you've seen from your customers yeah, so we've been at it for a couple of years now. So um, we launched about three years ago, um, and in that time, we've you know we've seen some really kind of interesting insights. Um, one is, I think the you know the obvious big trend here is that since COVID began, um, gardening's got a lot more popular. Yeah, and so we've seen a lot of people who've always had this kind of inclination. I'm saying, listen, I'd I'd love to do this, but I just think it's going to be too difficult, or uh, you know, too time consuming, or I don't, I don't really know where to start, um, kind of come onto the scene. So there's been, you know, in the last year, year and a half or so, there's been 18 million new vegetable gardeners um, in, the, in the United States alone. And it's a very unique mix, right? So it's a, it's a lot younger than the traditional audience. Uh, it's a lot more male um, of the new people who've started. Interesting. Uh, about 60% are, are male. It's a, it's a very different type of audience, I think, than the traditionally what we think of as the as the gardening population. And what we find is, you know, those people who are coming on, the fact that they're not experts, the fact that they've been, you know, kind of avoiding this for years, even though they've had this inclination, they really want to have experiences that evoke um, and kind of mimic the, the type of, of um, you know, way that they approach things traditionally, right? It's a, it's a generation and an audience that goes to YouTube and looks on how to do things that 
It's super familiar with their phone and having that as the device to help them navigate the world around. So really our solution is, is one that meets people where they already are. Um, you know, it's built on a, on a mobile app. Um, it's something that is, is live um, and is being able to, to more or less find data that as it flows, as opposed to just kind of historical um, uh, ideas and historical data, it's really kind of up to date. And um, it really kind of is a solution that um, meets the, the new generation of gardeners. And a lot of those folks, um, as mentioned, are younger. And a lot of those folks are, are also very family oriented. Um, because a lot of the new people who've come on board um, really want to showcase to their, their children um, that, uh, that gardening is within reach. It's something that um, they can showcase that there's a, you know, if you put, you know, if you follow the directions and uh, you have, uh, you know, you have the patience and you have the, the resiliency, you're really able to, to achieve a lot of great things. Um, and it's also, you know, super organic and delicious and um, really hits a lot of those sort of sweet spots when we think about new products, whether or not they're CPG um, or, uh, or kind of a lot of the, the new DTC products, it really is that, that intersection between you know, smart products and, um, and healthy well and well-being. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about growth, uh, growth scores, right? So you have this uh, very interesting calculator for, for better uh, lack of a better word and um, uh, putting your zip code or address and then Essentially, growth squares will run its calculations and algorithms, and then it will then tell the potential customer um, the condition of um, condition for growing um, these vegetables based on the sunlight, based on the temperature, humidity, soil quality, etc. And then you recommend the potentially the best performing. Um, crop, if you will, or um, for for that particular um, area they live in. So how do you guys do, you know, are you doing that based on public data? How do you know kind of the soil condition and et cetera? Oh man, it took us years and years to figure out how to get all that data. Yeah. <laughs> and it's still a process and, you know, in, in the- You world. say on your website, it's like you consider over 34 factors. That's pretty amazing. Oh man, yeah. We, For these we, small, um, you know, people don't think about it, right? Like you, you can just buy cucumber seeds, but in fact, uh, you're helping people to succeed. Absolutely. You know, you mentioned a, a good number of them, you know, sunlight, shadow, and wind. All of those are, are absolutely key things to understand before you know how well a plant will, um, will grow. And they also change, right? So it's not just a Weather and plants are not just sort of a, a static one-time thing. It's also as weather develops, as plants get into different phases, you have to treat them differently. And so all of those things are, are calculated when we tell people you know, how much to water and when to thin and what their yield estimates are going to be. It's this conversation. You know, it's a conversation with your plant. It's a conversation with, with nature. And we really kind of function as that, that intermediary between the two. Got it. Cool. Um, and then final question about um, the, the different uh, types of um, plants that you're offering. Um, any new ones that, that's coming that you're oh. really excited about or you <laughs> can't tell excited. our audience? <laughs> you know, so it's, we like to, we like to follow the trends, right? We like to, to ensure that 
what's popular these days are the things that we're able to to give to our audience, right? So, um, you know, a few years ago, there was a, a huge trend uh, of kale and um, wanted yeah. to, to make sure that we were able to produce a broad varieties um, because we think of things too as just one type of plant, right? So, you know, we say, hey, you mentioned basil, right? There's, you know, there's tons and different types of, of basil. There's, uh, you know, Thai sweet basil and um, there's all of these cool purple basils, things that we don't necessarily think about and honestly hard to get into our local grocery store. And so not only do we, you know, produce um, and sell lots of sort of different types of, of plants, but we actually have some very kind of exotic and, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say exclusive, but have very difficult to identify plant and variety uh, strains. And so that's something that we pride ourselves on as, as much as sort of the top of mind. But I can tell you, um, you know, going into the, going into our, our inventory, I'm super excited about this, uh, something called a Mexican sour gherkin. It looks like a, like a tiny uh, watermelon that you can hold in your hand. Um, if nothing else, then it's one of the coolest looking plants I've seen in a while. And, you know, we find that while some of those things aren't necessarily as popular because people have to really be introduced to it, um, once they go through the system and they say, hey, um, you know, this is a, this is such a, a cool thing. We find that traction um, and really kind of product stickiness is something that we, we find as a, as a result of having those, you know, more kind of long tail, uh, more one-off types of, of plants and vegetables. Yeah, to this point, uh, Zachary, that uh, um, about the introducing people to different uh, types of plants. Um, I noticed actually uh, you uh, grow squares actually sell cucumber that looks like lemon. Is that is that right? <laughs> tell, have, tell the audience a little bit more about that. We do. We we have a cucumber that looks like a lemon. We you know there's all of these interesting. Um, I've never seen of, it. I didn't know that existed. You know, I actually hadn't known that it existed until we were at one of our seed suppliers and um, was walking around, looking around and, um, you know, saw this really cool looking thing. And I wasn't sure what it was. Um, you know, that's part of the excitement when you kind of get into it. Right. Um, there's been, you know, all of these new types of, of strains that have come out and new varieties. Um, some of them, they're, you know, they're thousands of years old. We just don't. Uh, oftentimes get exposed in our, you know, both in the Western palate and in the grocery stores. They're just really difficult things to identify. The only time you really get an opportunity to, to see these things um, is when you grow them yourself. Um, yeah. It's just because, yeah, I mean, they're not going to move off the shelves uh, if they're sitting in a grocery aisle. Um, yeah. It, so, yeah, I mean, I think oftentimes the introduction of knowing that these, these plants exist are really can't get it unless you're, you're growing it yourself or you've got a friend who, who's uh, really into the hobby. It's, it's super cool. And uh, I, I'm sure we can spend more time talking about the different plants you have on, uh, on your website, um, including the Rondo carrot, uh, but we won't <laughs> go into two Rondo carrots and I encourage people to check it out. Uh, I didn't know about that type of carrots either. Um, but I think that one of the key takeaways is that um, you know, this, this kind of product really helps people understand where our food is coming from, whether you're growing in a smaller kind of modular form in the back of a garden that can still be a food supply, but it's also a great education for 
kids and just people uh, to really understand how to grow things and where things are coming from and um, be thoughtful about what they are leaving behind and what they're eating and so forth. So I think it's just a really great, uh, great innovation. Um, so what's ahead for the company and, uh, you know, what makes you really excited and where can um, people find, uh, find grow squares uh, to buy, to try or for partners to seek out grow squares? Yeah. Um, well, you know, the, the next couple of months um, are really their time, you know, during these, um, during the winter months um, is where we kind of take a, a unique step back. Um, gardening isn't necessarily as popular in uh, you know some parts of the country. Um, where I am in, in the Northeast, um, you don't see the hobby practice much because it's just it's pretty difficult to do if you're outdoors. So it really gives us some time to explore some of the other features that we're super excited to develop, um, both within the app um, and within uh, kind of our you know our website as well. So we have a chance to to work with suppliers, figuring out hey what's going to be really popular in terms of of strains, um, of variety types. We get to do a little bit of uh, you know, research with, with users, um, figuring out, hey, what was really cool? What, what else would you really like to see within the experience itself? And then you know, at, we have a couple of months to, to code all of that stuff, right? Come up with the designs and integrate it within our platform. So something that we can walk away with a, a more um, kind of full featured experience. Because I know that over the last you know, year and a half during COVID, people have, have really kind of retreated often into themselves, um, to their own environments. And so, you know, we really know that and appreciate that and really want to create a full featured suite where you're going to be able to talk to your neighbor um, about, you know, about gardening things and see how, they're, see how they're growing and what they're growing and their successes. And so we really kind of want to be, again, that, you know, that functional intermediary, that community um, that, uh, that people can start talking to each other on. So that's a, that's a big part of our initiative. Um, over the coming months, um, we also, you know, want to expand uh, expand our our uh, our reach. Um, right now, we're available in, in 48 states, um, but uh, we find that most people really concentrate into into the cities, and really want to make sure that um, this is something that people are practicing um, both in in the suburbs and the countryside as well, because uh, it's something that is, you know, it's a, it's a really cool, uh, feature. Sorry. It's a really cool product and, um, want to get people excited about it. So we'll be spending time to increasing, um, our visibility, but you can, you can find out, um, more, both about grow squares and, um, our new features and see what plants we grow, um, on our website at, at growsquares.com. Excellent. Well, Zachary, thank you so much for coming on today to the understory podcast and, uh, share more about what you're building and what your team is building. And uh, it's a great idea and uh, really love um, this concept and, and see the great traction that you guys are, are having. And uh, we look forward to having you come back here and maybe Understory will, will uh, grow something with Grow Squares and we'll harvest and, and share with our audience. Um, but thanks again for coming on here. You're welcome. Thank you for your time.